You are listening to the S Editions Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 30. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. am so excited for today's episode. Welcome back. If you've been here before, if you're new, welcome. I'm so happy that today you're here to listen to a conversation with my good friend, Ms. Nini Taylor. If you don't know Nini, you've been living under a rock. She's an acne and skincare specialist based out of Houston, Texas where she owns her own business and does waxing as well as corrective skincare. Nini is also a licensed educator for estheticians and is an incredible person as well as an incredible business owner and esthetician. Her results are incredible and um, I'm so inspired by her and her story and I know you will be too. I met Nini virtually was it four years ago now? Three or four years ago now. I can never know what year we're in and what year. We met at the end of 2019. So was that three years ago? I think three years ago. And um, we've been friends ever since. And I have watched her business grow. And um, we talk about that a little bit in this episode. And it's just so cool. Her story is so cool. And we have a lot of parallels in our stories as I find that I do with a lot of the estheticians that I know. And it was such a fun episode to record. And I just went back and listened to it to edit it. There are a couple weird edits because if you know, I work from um, my different family members' houses when I record these episodes and my brother's dog was barking. And so I had to like keep editing it. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Just being real with you. Um, But I hope that you really walk away from today's episode with inspiration, excitement, and like I said with Molly's episode, our last um, interview, I hope you just know that you are one of many of us or your friends. And if you were in the same boat as Nini and your business booming and it's growing, you know that there are other estheticians out there that are in the same, the same boat as you. It's really, it's really cool. So without further ado, here is Miss Nini Taylor, which will be followed, which but before that will be a quick ad from our sponsor. Thanks for listening. Okay. Hi, Nini. Thank you so much for being on our call today and being on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for having me. I've missed you. Um, it's been a while since we've talked, so I'm excited to chat with you again and update you on everything that's been going on and of course truly honored that you would even choose me as an interviewee oh I I miss you too and I um I am so excited to hear about your story because when I met you women in person when I met you like through the internet like almost three years ago 
your business was not where it is today. And so I'm just so excited to like hear about all of it. Cause I've only like really learned about a little bit of your business. So let's start at the beginning. Um, how long have you been an esthetician and what did you do before you were an esthetician? I've been an esthetician now three and a half years. Okay. Um, before getting into aesthetics, it's kind of funny, weird. Um, I have a background of 15 years in healthcare. Okay. But I also did makeup on the side. So makeup is really what brought me and gave me the interest of aesthetics, just wanting to learn more about the skin. Okay. Um, and I used to do a lot of bridal makeup. So I wanted to incorporate um, skincare into like my bridal packages and offer them just like relaxing facials before their big day. Um, okay. Um, and then te- you're in Texas and in Texas, I think it's the same as California. You don't need a, you don't need a license to do makeup, right? You don't, you can do makeup without license, a license. Yes. It's the same. No, no license for makeup. Okay. So you started doing makeup how many years ago? Ooh, <laughs> I think I was probably doing makeup maybe about five years before I went to aesthetic school. Okay. And are you still doing makeup? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I have no desire to do makeup. Um, I I was kind of forced to continue doing it. Uh And I loved doing it before, but with suffering from um, breakouts, once I became actually in aesthetic school, I started suffering with acne first Mm. time in my life. Um, Wow. Okay. Yeah, I I never had like teen acne, you know, a pimple here or there occasionally, but no true acne. Um, Uh So once I, of course, (laughs) got this burning desire to clear my skin, I had no desire to do makeup anymore. My passion had totally changed and I knew it was life changing for me um, being able to clear my skin. So, of course, I knew there were so many other people that were suffering, wanting to feel beautiful again and be able to not have to walk around with those pimples of shame. I call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, is that really interesting that you didn't get a pimple until way into your adult life in aesthetic school. That's so interesting. Yep. It, I did not have, but funny thing was I knew what triggered it. Um, it was the winter time over the, like the winter holidays. My skin was extremely dry so I started using, uh, and I was wearing makeup every day just because, of course, I loved makeup as a makeup artist. Right. And But I didn't have any issues with my skin. There was a makeup moisturizer slash primer that I started using every single day. Okay. That was extremely too heavy for my skin. It completely clogged my pores. And of okay. course, I started noticing breakouts here and there, but I would dismiss them. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's just a pimple. I was really busy, still working, still in school full time, still a mom full time. So right. I wasn't really so concerned about it. But before I really paid attention to it, the damage was done. And then, of course, <laughs> you being an acne specialist, you know, yes. it gets worse before it gets better. Yes. So, yeah, I looked horrible (laughs) horrible I felt horrible um didn't want to leave my house it was extremely intimidating to me um to say the least so 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know that all too well from my personal experience as well as my acne clients. Um, okay, so you so you started you started breaking out, and then if I remember correctly, you opened your business right out of school. No, I didn't actually. So while I was a student, still in aesthetic school, I started working at one spa, but I was hired as like the front desk receptionist. Um, she knew that I had plans on opening my own business. Um, so she was like totally okay with teaching me business practices. Um, wow. Yeah, she was like totally okay with it. Um, real transparent about a lot of things. It was pretty cool. Wow. Um, I worked there for a little while and then I actually got hired at another spa to be their only esthetician. Okay. It was mainly like a massage spa. They mainly did uh, massages and a little bit of lashes. Um, they previously started doing aesthetics, but they were kind of like when, <laughs> when I went to actually apply for the job, went on an interview, she's like, can you start today? Because um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my other esthetician quit over the phone this morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, I was totally taken aback, not prepared. Um, but I did. I started that day, did three clients, and wow. I worked there for a year and a half as, for the most part, their only esthetician. Okay. Wow. Okay. So for a year and a half, you were in the work, and did you do facials? What kind of um, treatments or services do you do? I did facials and body contouring treatments there. Um, okay. A little bit of waxing I did as well. Okay. Um, but mainly facials. Okay. Yeah. And then at what point did you decide to just open your own business? So it was always the plan. Um, even from, of course, being a makeup artist, um, already having my own business doing makeup, I mm -hmm. wanted to continue to have my own business. I'd already stopped working in the hospital, um, okay. probably right when I started working for her, I believe, um, for that last spa. They weren't wanting to be flexible with the schedule in the hospital. So I was like, okay, well, here's my two week notice. Okay. <laughs> um, and I haven't went back to healthcare since. So wow. I was working there. Um, it was always the goal to have my own space. It really went well for me, honestly, there. I was making really good money, actually a little bit more than what I was making in the hospital. Wow. Yeah. But I was the only esthetician there, right? Right. right. <laughs> so every client that came for skincare services was on my books. Right. So it did get really busy where she needed to hire other estheticians, especially like for days that I would be off. Mm -hmm. There was no one there to provide those services, but I was really working seven days a week. Wow. And it didn't start off well at all. There were some really, really lonely, <laughs> hard days in the yeah. beginning because they yeah. didn't, I had to build that aesthetic clientele. Um, right. My right. mom was like, you need to go back to the hospital, you know, go work for it. Cause I did like temporary agency work as well. Uh -huh. 
at one point she's like, just go back to, you know, the surgery center or the agencies you used to work for and just pick up a couple of days. You know, you have a family. Mm-hmm. You cannot continue to do this because mm-hmm. I mean, like <laughs> my lowest check in a two week time span was like one hundred and nineteen dollars. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. So there were some brutal days, you know, but Mm -hmm. I worked my tail off, um, constantly posting, um, building awareness and, and really, and truly once I was able to clear my skin, Mm. posting my before and after picture Mm. is really what just took it off. Like it, it took off. Wow. I posted my before and after picture and I was still working there at the spa. Wow. So, um, you know, my book started feeling, it started getting really busy. Um, but then I started experiencing some not so professional things there. Um, some, there was some very unhappy times with people being offended by my success, to be quite honest, um, Mm -hmm. being jealous of now me bringing in more than the massage therapists were making. Mm -hmm. And they started verbally discussing my paychecks and why was I (laughs) the only person being able to make this amount of money and it wasn't fair and all these things. So it was time to go. It was time to go. Um, And I had kind of been prolonging it just because personally I was dealing with a lot in my family. My grandmother was ill for a long time and it was Mm. a lot of back and forth up and down with her progress. And then she passed away Mm. eventually. So that was January of what year was that? Was it 2020? January 2020? I feel like I remember that happening. January 2019. 2019. Okay. Maybe it was January 2019. Yep. That's exactly what it was when we had that our scheduled call that I yes. had to miss. Yes. So it was her one year anniversary then. So it was just a really hard time for me. And I had yeah. already been like looking for other places mm-hmm. for my own space. But, you know, I was distracted by life and mm-hmm. what was happening in my family. So I wasn't able to focus. Like I would start the process, go and visit some sites. And then I would just back out of it. I couldn't focus on that. Mm-hmm. So she passed away that January in March. I experienced where people were taking from me, like stealing my tips and stuff. Oh, goodness. And so I was livid. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. I was so I, upset. Yes, um, I believe it. And I'm like, okay, that's when I started the process again of looking for a new space. Um, knowing that I had to get out of there. And so in May of 2019 is when I moved into my new space. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And And, we've been uh, going strong since. So when I, (laughs) yes, you have. (laughs) So when I met you, I feel like it was just, was it like December 2019? Somewhere around there, January, December, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, we first started talking and I feel like you had just, had you just become face reality certified? If that, do I remember that correctly? I got face reality certified in, I want to say August. Okay. It was the summer. So July, August of 2019. Okay. Yes. And so you, you were, I know you were focusing on acne, but it was still kind of new. The, per, the procedures, at least the face reality procedures were new to you. 
what what got you interested in face reality? How did you learn about it? And then what like what was your result when you started working with it? Um, I don't really recall. I um clearly it was social media how mm-hmm. I found out about face reality. Okay. I'd looked over their website, researched them for a while. I started looking in like the Houston area. Um, trying to see how many providers use their products that were listed on the site. And as far as African-American skin, there weren't many. Mm. I found maybe one or two. um, And only one of them was on maybe like the north end of Houston that that was listed on their site. Okay. But nobody really had like extreme before and after pictures in the Houston area. So I felt like that was definitely a sign for me. Oh yeah. So then I started looking on Instagram because at the time there just was not a lot of skin of color on face realities, Instagram page. Correct. So I'm like, golly, like, how do I know that this is really going to help with the pigmentation, right. hyperpigmentation for skin of color, because right. that's my clientele. I was curious if it would really help with clearing the hyperpigmentation and if it's frankly just worked for my skin our skin and so I reached out to some estheticians there weren't a lot of um African-American estheticians listed on like Instagram they use their hashtags and stuff Uh and so I have one new friend well she's not she's not a new friend anymore but she's in the Chicago area be unique beauty okay um I I yeah, yeah. I've heard that name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She used it, and I just kind of sent her an a DM, and I'm like, "Hey, um, I'm interested in possibly using face reality products. Do you mind if I kind of pick your brain, really fill you out, and see what your experience is with the products? If you really like them, how long you've been using them, what works for you, that kind of thing." And so she's like, "Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, here's my number. Let's set up a time." So still a super duper sweet girl we're still esty friends uh-huh. um and we've never met in person but just like you and I yes we kind of touch base on social media and have established a relationship and she spoke highly of um face reality she had nothing bad to say she enjoyed the products she'd use them on herself because she was suffering from really bad acne as well um totally cleared her skin Great. Amazing. So I, so then you, so you got certified and you started, you know, growing your business. How, um, how do you decide your pricing and your hours when you, you know, started your business? I kind of brought the pricing. So again, when I was working at the um, spa that I stopped working at to open my own business, Mm -hmm. um, I had already helped her create her protocols, create her um, pricing and treatment services and things. Uh So I kind of just carried that same concept over into my business. The prices were about the same. I had several clients, thankfully, that followed me from there. Mm -hmm. So in order to be able to, you know, still provide them the same service um, and concepts and treatments, I just followed the same thing. I really wasn't sure at the time about my pricing or Mm -hmm. what I needed to do. Mm 
mm-hmm. before I um, became friends with you and you started helping me, there was another lady, Nina, I had taken her class around right when I was opening my business, May, okay. June of the summer. And her class really helped me to establish my pricing. Okay. But luckily, my prices were already set. But I did, let me say, not establish my pricing. She helped me establish what my um, cost of goods or my cost of service was. Mm. Basically, how much I would be putting out in order to provide this service to make sure I wasn't paying a client (laughs) (laughs) to receive the treatment. Um, So being able to establish that foundation from her class really helped me. Like my prices were on point already, so I didn't change them. But I finally knew what it cost me to provide that service. That is actually is so important. I think a lot of estheticians, when they start their business, they do pay the client to come see them. It costs them more money than they're charging. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really amazing thing that you started from the beginning because people are, are so desperate to have clients that they'll kind of price themselves so low that they're actually, yeah. not only they're not making a profit, they're losing money. Yeah, for sure. It's a real thing, unfortunately. It is. Um, yeah, thank God I didn't. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Have that so, concern. so you had that figured out, and then how did you decide your hours? Girl. <laughs> Are you still deciding? My, them? <laughs> <laughs> my hours were all over the place. Okay. So I worked. I'm not actually a real morning person. I'm, okay. I'm bec- I've become one, let me say, but at the time I wasn't. Okay. So I started off with 9.30, 9 a.m. actually. I started off with 9 a.m. providing services and I would literally work until 9 p.m. Wow. So crazy. I was working seven days a week. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I yeah. was working seven days a week. Um, nine to nine is wow. what the availability showed on my books. Now, obviously, I didn't have full books. I wasn't sure. working that much at that time. Um, even with clients following me into mm-hmm. my private cert practice, I still wasn't booked and busy. So I just had open availability and I would go back and forth between the studio and home. You know, if I had clients, I would run errands, do whatever I needed to do and then go back. Like I was constantly back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I was hustling for sure. I did plenty of, um, what do you call them? Like networking events. Uh-huh. Um, I looked on like Eventbrite, finding different little engagements that was going on around the city that I felt like I could potentially meet my ideal new client Uh so I just started going at least two to three days a week I was hustling my butt off girl it was crazy (laughs) my kids were really hardly even seeing me um Mm. it was it was stressful it was straining tiresome but I'm like I knew that I had to do it and Mm -hmm. I'm still having clients to come in that are like, I met you two years ago at such and such event. You know, I've been following you. I love your work. So I'm still, you know, those seeds I planted years ago, I'm still being able to now see the fruits of that labor, um, which is awesome. I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful. So it was hard though. I didn't actually cut my hours until after, um, COVID happened. Okay. 
after COVID, I was exhausted okay. <laughs> and I, and, and people kept telling me like, you know, more established estheticians. They're like, mm-hmm. are you crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't keep doing this. And I'm like, man, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> when I, <laughs> when I actually got the time to sit down and not work as hard when obviously we were forced to be closed right. um, because of the pandemic, I'm like, girl, you were really exhausted. Like I needed that downtime, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so now I'm going to be off on Sundays. Initially, okay. I just cut Sundays off. Okay. And I was still working until 9 p.m. though. Wow. So I just cut Sundays. <laughs> and then I realized I was still exhausted. Yes. I was still tired. And I'm like, what days? And and then I started going to school full time. Oh my gosh. I went to school to get my aesthetics instructor license. That's right. I remember you saying that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm now a licensed um, aesthetics instructor, wow. but it was so hard. I was tap doing that. I started taking classes to become a licensed electrolysis. Wow. It was just way too much and something had to go. So unfortunately, <laughs> but fortunately, I cut the electrolysis course okay. Um, cause I just couldn't do it all. And then needing to study, like I would be up, of course, all hours of the night, not really retaining as much information because mm-hmm. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I cut my Wednesdays, um, probably maybe by, uh, September or so of okay. last year, 2020. Okay. So I'm, I'm still off Sundays and Wednesdays. And then Monday mornings, because I was going to school virtually. Mm-hmm. So Monday mornings was the main time that we had to be in class. Okay. So I would go to work from one to seven on Mondays. Okay. Well, then I had to cut that because <laughs> <laughs> by the time January of this year came, we started going in person to school on okay. January. Okay. So I was like, okay, you know, you got to chill. Like this is still not enough time for you to be successful mm-hmm. and take care of what you need to take care of. So now I'm off Sunday, Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. And I cut my hours as okay. well. I was, I was really pressured about getting, cause I had a lot of like um, hospital clients that worked 12 hour shifts and couldn't come until like seven and 8 PM. Okay. Um, and then I just realized it wasn't healthy for me. Sure. Yes. And my family. And yep. so now I take my last client at 6 PM, Good. which is still, it's still late. It's still late. Like yes. I really honestly still would like to be home earlier. Cause if they're coming at six, I yes. don't finish until seven. By the yep. time I clean up everything it's seven thirty, seven forty five, And I have a 45 minute drive home. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, and my kids are like getting ready for bed already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I still have some tweaking for sure to do with my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gotten a whole lot better. Yeah, it sounds like the, it sounds like the typical evolution of an esthetician, you know, starting their own business. And I'm glad you've cut down your days and hours. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first met and you were telling me the hours you were working. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, I know this is what you got to do, but mm-hmm. man, this is not sustainable. You, mm-hmm. It's totally not. It's totally out. not. I definitely experienced burnout for sure. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you you're, you only can do that for such a short amount of time. Okay, so then did you raise your prices when you cut when you cut your hours back? I raised my prices um, when I went back after the pandemic. Okay. After the pandemic, I raised my prices to because I had different prices for different services uh-huh. as well. And then after the pandemic, when they allowed us to go back to work, I raised my prices $25. Okay. And I just made it the same price across the board mm-hmm. where any service that you requested or needed was the same price just oh, okay. for customized treatments. I love that. Um, since then, my prices have changed again just because I've added on more advanced treatments. Okay. more advanced chemical peels, micro needling things of that nature. Mm. So, those prices have definitely changed. I've acquired um a medical director. Ooh. Yeah. So, I not this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on the fence about whether or not um my prices should stay the same if they, they should, go, should go higher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your prices are. I'm going to tell you right now they need to go up. Yeah. Because you also have the hydrofacial machine, right? Yes, I yeah. do, geez, Louise. <laughs> okay, so I, I eventually need to come to Texas to meet you, and then you can give me a hydrofacial. <laughs> okay, I'd I love to. I'd love to. Um. Okay, yeah, so that, yeah, you need, I don't know what you're, I have no idea, but it sounds like they need to erase. Because do you have a wait list, or do you have, are you completely booked, or tell me? I did have a wait list, um... What my wait list consisted of about 50 people at one point. Wow. Um, I've gone through the wait list. I, I have, I don't know how I feel about the whole wait list situation, honestly speaking, mm-hmm. because when it was time for me to like follow up with some, I it was crickets, I didn't hear back. Um, mm-hmm. when I'm you know, but on social media, I'm constantly getting these DMs where they're like, oh, man, can I join your wait list? Mm. Um, I really want to get in. And then when I finally got a, an opportunity to add people in, some of them, not all, but some of them I just didn't hear back from. Right. Yeah. So I don't that know. That is common. One of the things I work with the estheticians, my Esthetician clients is waitlist management because it is a very tricky thing, and there's m- different ways you can approach it, and that's very common is the crickets, and you know you're like, what? I thought you were dying to get in. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be very frustrating, and mm-hmm. and like a whole nother thing. Um, yeah, I get that. So, but you're you're pretty booked. I'm I I gather from your Instagram. I am pretty booked. Um, right now I'm trying to consider what to do next. You know, I know, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a whole challenge. We're trying to figure out what's the best next step for your business. Mm -hmm. Um, do I expand? Right. Do I go up on my prices to lessen Mm -hmm. how busy I am? Mm -hmm. Um, potentially losing, established clientele already right when you go up on your pricing right it's extremely stressful it's a it's a lot to think about to process um I did start the process of expanding my business into a bigger space uh-huh. um, okay a lot of my clients were wanting because I don't do spa-like services right 
at all. Like my clients don't derobe when they come in. Mm -hmm. It's really, let's get down to the nitty gritty of clearing your skin. Mm -hmm. And so it's a real nice vibe when they come in, they love it. They're like, oh my God, I can't, you know, I've been looking forward to my appointment. Mm. So they still feel relaxed and it's still a great ambiance, but I don't have them derobe. And that's something that I stopped doing when the, when I went back to work after the pandemic as well. Okay. Because before everyone would come in, unless you had a quick 30 minute, 20 minute chemical peel, you didn't change clothes. Mm. But for all my like initial consultation treatments and facial treatments per se, everybody, you know, got the decollete massage, shoulder massage and things of that nature. And I just didn't connect with that anymore. I, I did a really great massage, but it didn't fulfill me. Yes. And I was over it. So I, hear that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I still would like to offer that to my, some of my clients because mm-hmm. some of them are still like, um, Taylor, where's my wrap? Like they, <laughs> they still, they don't even care that I'm not massaging them. They're like, I just need the experience of, I still want to change clothes. And I'm yeah. like, here you go, girl, you know? Um, so anyway, I, I went, when, considering hiring other estheticians to join me I was like okay I'll start offering that bring on a massage therapist just Mm. to give them a full self-care spa-like experience Mm. although that's not something the specifically as a service provider that I'd be providing right and I started looking for a new location found one that I thought would be really, really great. It was 2000 square feet. Wow. It already had like eight rooms, um, space for me to be able to offer my classes and everything, um, that I felt I, I wanted to provide. Um, that was like a process in itself, in itself that I went through for about a couple months. Okay. And then realized that the gentleman who owned the space really didn't seem trustworthy. He oh. wanted me to sign my lease. We had kind of already did like a letter of intent. Okay. I ha- I brought in an inspector that I paid for to come and inspect the space to make sure it was up to code and everything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um cuz the building had been empty. So it was a little mini shopping center that only had three spaces in the strip. Mm. And the last strip had was previously a doctor's office. So mm. it already had the room set up. Um, everything that I needed as far as the structure was there. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times when you go into like these storefronts, the structure is just a room that you right. have to put up. So to avoid the cost of that, I was like, oh, man, I looked up. I don't have to worry about, you know getting walls put up and flooring and all that kind of stuff, just some painting. But it had quite a bit of concern when it comes to roofing, electrical, Mm -hmm. plumbing. All of these were concerns that were found from the inspector, Mm. which truthfully speaking, to look at the place, it wasn't pretty. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, I I could see like some water damage and it wasn't a lot. But, you know, the little ceiling tiles, you could see Mm -hmm. that something had leaked in certain areas. The restrooms definitely looked nasty and Mm. you could tell that they weren't completely um attached to the wall like the the sinks and stuff so I knew all of that was needing to be done 
but I knew aesthetically how I wanted the place to look. Uh So I had already had plans on, in my mind, as soon as I saw it, don't worry, I'm going to snatch that sink out, put a new sink, um, that kind of stuff I already was planning to do. But he did not want to sign, he didn't want to include in the lease what he verbally told me about the repairs. Oh, no. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of that's going to ensure that you pass inspection from the city to get your doors open. And so I'm like, okay, awesome. And then we kind of go back through the process. I'm seeing contractors, having them come out just to get, you know, estimates and things like that. But he was pushing me to hurry and sign the lease. Mm. And... I'm like, okay, well, let's go ahead and do it. Send me the lease. And it had nothing in writing that we talked about. Mm. So I just had to back out of it. Um, and I haven't started. Back. I kind of started back looking a little bit, but nothing had come about thus far. So it's on the back burner for now. Yeah. Long story short. <laughs> well, no, but- <laughs> I really love that you told that story because I think this is part of owning a business and growing a business, which a lot of the estheticians that um, listen to this podcast do. And it's, this is the part that people don't really talk about, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't really talk about it on your Instagram as much or your host. Cause like, it's not your clients. It's not really their thing. You know, they're like, we want the acne, you know, we want yeah. the yeah. services, you know? And so it's kind of like, no one really knows like this is, this is so common. This is common behind the scenes growing a business, you know, you, you outgrow your current space, you need a bigger space, you need a different space and, and all of these things and the logistics of it all is it's very complex and there's not, um, it's not a straightforward thing where it's like, Oh, do this. And then this, and then this, it's, it's like you said, like it, it, there was a lot of things that was perfect for your business, but then you had to trust your gut and make the decision that was best for you at this time and not move forward. And a lot of other estheticians would have said, well, you have to do it because this is such a good opportunity, you know? So it's just, it's a really great story of like being a very smart businesswoman, trusting what you knew to be true and not just jumping on something because, you know, it looked like it would be a good thing. Even yeah. though you knew it kind of probably wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and 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 spending money like I probably had already spent about a thousand dollars. Yeah, just oh, yeah. on the inspector and consultations and things like that. So that's an investment into a space that I'm not moving into. Yeah. Not only that, um, I started attempting to hire estheticians to join me. Yep. I put out that I was hiring, and I got a lot of people to inquire and started mm. emailing me their resumes and stuff. But most of them, for my liking, did not appeal to me. Yeah. Um, a few of them possibly did. But when I emailed them the application to fill out, I never got a response back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No. And so one person was like, oh, she had inboxed me on Instagram. And it's like, hey, you know, I never heard back from you. And I'm like, well. Actually, you did, you know, on such and such date, I sent you an application to fill out and I never heard back from you. And she's like, oh, I don't check my email that often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Okay." so and then I never I I got the application, but it wasn't filled out in its entirety. Mm. Um, I had one girl fill out an application in pen and actually bring it to me at the studio 
a lot of it was not filled in mm. and she like scribble scratched through some of the information mm. and you know it just seems like to me unprofessionalism yes um but I did want to hire a new Estee I wanted it to be someone who was new to um aesthetics someone that I could really train and didn't have to break any already pre-existing protocols if you uh-huh. will that they had for how to correct skin or clear skin or right um, bad habits or different yeah habits. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I did and I still do want a new esthetician mm-hmm. um but I also experienced some people who were already kind of working as a solo esthetician okay that were applying for the position as well okay. and I want someone that's willing to grow with me Yes. And invest in themselves and invest in my business with experience and time. And so that eliminated a few people as well. Right. Quite frankly, the majority of the people, it right. eliminated them already making their own skincare products or already soliciting themselves for, you know, book with me. And they uh-huh. were working, you know, on their yeah. own. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah few things that were really important there for estheticians that are our new estheticians that don't you know don't either are working at all yet or don't have a business yet and really being like you know you need to be professional and you need to follow through with instructions and you need to like really impress the person you're applying to which you know a lot of people I don't think realize how important that is and then if you if you are you know solopreneur and you're trying to do it on your own and then someone's hiring estheticians, like you can't have your foot in both, in both pools without being okay with that person who's hiring. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you, and, and you just have to know that. Like that's, you know, I think there's this illusion, you know, in the industry, like, oh, you just, um, just can open a business and it's just, you know, you just grow your business and you post on Instagram and people come in and, you know, it, it's just that easy and it, it's the opposite of that. And so it's kind of like. I really appreciate you kind of sharing this. I think this may help a lot of people who are like wanting to have the business you have, but don't necessarily want to do the work. They kind of want to like, you know, hardest thing I've ever done. Right. Outside of raising children, being a mom, hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's your no baby. joke. Your business and, is and your to baby. be, it's funny. I tell people when I opened and started my business in hindsight, right? That was the easiest part of running a of having of my business. Of it course. was so easy to get the space that I have now, which is my first space as a solo esthetician. It was mm-hmm. super easy, like almost too good to be true, super easy. Okay. Um but in pursuing this new business yes. or new space, um I experienced growing pains and yes. I was scared out of my mind the commitment was so much more of course the the rent was like seven times what I'm already paying yes um (laughs) I'm like um are you sure that you're ready for (laughs) this you know how can you make sure and honestly I just believe that everything goes according to plan yes um I'm a Christian I'm a firm believer that you know, God protects us from things that mm-hmm. are not really for us, although it's something that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was all that was. God protecting me from getting into this space. Yeah. Revealing everything and him basically exposing himself of, oh, yeah, well, I gave you my word. 
you know, yeah. and me being smart enough to know that a person's word means nothing. That no. you have to have things in writing. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a task. It's it's not for the faint at heart. It's no. not easy. You have to have tough skin and be able to really not take things personal. Yes. Yeah. That's a soundbite for my record. Can that be a soundbite? Because I, I think yeah. What that is another. That's that's one of the reasons that I even created this this second business for estheticians because I was in that same spot that you have you've been in the last year of your business. I was in that um, in San Diego, and it was like okay, I, I finally have the business I wanted, but it's now growing and it's growing at a rate that I can't really keep up with. And I, I don't know how I want to expand, but I want to do, you know, it's like, it's like this part of the business, owning a business that you, you'd kind of don't expect to happen. And then when it happens, or you expect it to happen, but you don't expect it to be so hard when it happens. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like your dream comes true and it's so much harder than you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, so now what? And um, like, yeah, do I hire someone? Do I like in my clients that I work with that go through the same thing? It's like some of them do hire other estheticians. Some of them hire, you know, receptionists. Some of them do what I ended up deciding to do, which is raise my prices and, and close, close down my hours. So I was making more money working less. Yeah. Um, but you can also, you can do that. There's multiple avenues of doing that, but making those decisions are hard following through with those decisions are hard. And then like, as you said before, talking to clients who maybe have been very loyal to you, but no longer want to do the way your business is going, whether that's you have other estheticians, they don't want to see that new esthetician. They don't want to maybe do different prices or whatever. And so it's, it's a lot to navigate and it's, very emotional and it's it is not for the not for the faint of heart as you said Mm -mm. yeah it's every day is a new day you know it's it's whether or not you want to become comfortable and stay stagnant in your business yes or are you wanting to grow and so I really reached a plateau in my business where I'm like holy crap yeah so unless I raise my prices Uh unless I hire someone I'm going to stay here and I want to continue to evolve um, financially, professionally. I want to be able to do all these things. And now I'm this licensed educator. Where am I going to find the time to be able (laughs) (laughs) to even offer more classes? Because I was doing that on my off days, which means that I'm still technically not off. Yeah. So it is a lot of trial and error. And then trying to find someone that, has the same morals and values that you do that's going to, you know, reflect the same energy in your business, that's going to value the confidentiality that you have mm. with your customers mm-hmm. and things of that nature. All those things are so important to me. And I'm really just finding that so many people think that aesthetics is like a get rich quick thing where you're going to come out of school making six figures. Right. And, you know, it's a, a lot of times it's crab mentality where, yeah, let me just eat off of you for a second, get what I can get. And then boom, let me go and do my own type of thing. Right. So for me, I was very transparent and I appreciate the ladies who have applied with me that have been transparent as well and said, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm planning to open my own business. Like I'm just trying to learn and see. I appreciate the authenticity of it all, but for me, it's just not beneficial in my business. Sure. 
And that's but the lady who I first applied with, she was totally okay with it. Right. She had no issues with it at all. We just started talking business and she's like, This is this and this is this and this is how I started. This is the route I took. This is yeah. what you should do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that your honesty with when you're in your previous experience as an esthetician and then your current experience is also so important. And I think a lot of times estheticians are afraid to be honest with their clients, with themselves, because they're afraid of what that may mean. But honesty really can actually be very freeing and mm-hmm. be the best thing that can be for everybody. Um, I love that you said that. And yeah, and, and it, it's such an interesting thing because there are, and that's what another reason why I wanted to have this, po- this, this series and this podcast is there are a lot of really successful estheticians that are easily doing six figures a year. I mean, that is yeah. it's very easy to do when you have a, a, a booming business like yours. And, and it really it, is. It's <laughs> like, I remember when I, when I realized I was going to hit six figures, I, I think I hit it in like August of 2018. And I was like, how is this like, of course this is going to happen. So I'm almost there. Like it was like so, kind of like, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, but then of course, then there's all this work because of that, the, that amount of work that you're doing, but people see that they think, Oh, well then I can do that too. But they don't see all the, all the work and all the sacrifice that you had to do to get there. Yeah, for sure. Like I know that when I messaged you on Instagram, I'm like, Brittany, <laughs> I finally hit a 10K month. <laughs> it was so, so mind blowing. I know. To be quite honest, it really still is. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap! Like I, <laughs> I really was able to achieve this. But at first, you think it's so far fetched, where you're like, yeah, right. Who's really bringing in 10k a month? But then yeah. when you double it, you're like, oh my god, oh my god. And then you double that, and 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 you're like, wow. So this is a real thing. Like I'm totally capable of doing this um and just staying true to who you are is really what brings that makes it so much easier um I don't know I just when I messaged you I I literally sat staring at my phone (laughs) like this is insane this can't be real and then at the end of when was that that was 20 2020 yeah right Uh so that was January 2020 Mm -hmm. and then literally what I brought home in my business 2019 I was able to make in a month yeah 2020 you know you're just like how is that even possible so it just requires hard work and discipline yeah and I remember we were we were talking about money because I was the kind of the coaching I was doing at the time and and talking about you know making how to make money and um we were I was like we were pulling the numbers and I was like see you can do it really easily and I remember we were on video and your face like your eyes like, shot out of your, your, and you were like really and I was like see we, did, like, we just we easily did numbers and you could see how quickly it would be and you were like Oh, I, I can make it. And it was like, it's such a cool thing to see that. It's, it's, so, it's also yeah. cool for me just to see, to watch you like make more than that. And it just, it's just, um, it's just so amazing. And you deserve all of it because you clearly you've worked for it and you, you know what you're doing and your clients love you and you perform, you know, you, you provide incredible service and incredible results for your clients. And, um, 
and you're an awesome person. So you deserve all of it. And it's just so fun to see it. I appreciate you. You definitely played a vital part for me oh. in my business in getting there. Um, you have a heart of gold and oh. I'm, I'm truly appreciative of you just being genuine, wanting yeah. to see others be successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're amazing. You're oh, amazing. You. I couldn't have ever even had the confidence to think that it'd be possible if it weren't for you. Oh, you are going to make me cry. <laughs> Listen, you're amazing and you know it, but I, you know, we need to hear it. And I want to make sure that you, you know, receive your roses. Thank you. Um, That's... Yeah, you, you're awesome. I appreciate you so much. So kind. I, um, I so appreciate you saying that, but I, I think one of my, my biggest goals in this esthetician business is I want, I want women estheticians to elevate what we do so that we all make more money, right? Because if, if I'm doing business and making, you know, making nothing, then clients are very confused. Like, how is Brittany able to offer these prices and Nini isn't? And, but we all have our prices elevated. We all have our services elevated. We all, we all get the, the earnings we deserve for our six, like our work, then everyone will be better for it. Right. And so yeah. it's just, it's like, we can change the industry in that sense. Like that, that old industry of the nineties, you know, where estheticians worked for basically nothing, you know, they barely could pay their rent and they just kind of broke even every month. And was like, kind of like a hobby in a sense, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, versus like, it's a business and you can make money helping people. And um, yeah, that's very generous of you. And I'm really thrilled, just absolutely thrilled. Thank you. Thank you. It's It's been a great journey. It's been great. Um, still unsure <laughs> of, of what's the next level, yeah. um, how or what I should be doing. Um, well, if you want to talk offline, that's what I've been working with now. So I can help you with that too. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's set up a time because I am back let's to square that. one. With- yeah, let's do that. Cause that's what I've been focusing on. Cause I feel like that I feel like that is really the the point a lot of estheticians get at and then they kind of get stuck and over over it you know and it's like yeah I don't, you know um okay I I don't want to take that much more of your time but I I because I told you it's just be an hour but um do you have any other mistakes or things that you went through that you think would be that you would like to share to teach you know to give others insight and you've shared a lot already oh it's okay if you don't um mistakes got a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> um you know what I, I this I'll share this because this this is vital that I find that um I just experienced with interviewing an mm. esthetician no one not that's not accurate I found that some people are not into continuing their education mm-hmm and I'm going to say that that's definitely something that has set me apart. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to truly, truly understand acne, study acne, mm-hmm. study the triggers of acne. Of course, that foundation that I have definitely came from face reality. Yes. Um, but I found so many other avenues of studying acne 
that has broadened my knowledge mm. to be able to treat skin after face reality. Face reality is amazing. The products are amazing. I continue to use their products. My clients love their products. But the knowledge in my yeah. back bar expands yeah. much further than face reality does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so many people are afraid to invest in themselves. And I even challenged a couple estheticians just that have like DM'd me asking questions. And mm-hmm. I've been like, hey, well, you know what? I have some time. Let's actually chat. Let me see if I can help you. This is at no cost that I'm right. having these conversations wow. just to help the next person because others have helped me with at no cost. Right. Um, and I'm like, you know, you're already using a product line that provides phenomenal education just to give you the foundation that you need, not specifically geared towards acne, but just as a esthetician wanting right. to provide skincare treatments. Right. Um, and, and having taken advantage of the free education that comes with the product line, mm-hmm. mastering that. But they're like, are DMing other estheticians and like, hey, can you help me? Can you, and you haven't taken advantage of the free material that's there for you to be successful, to give you that foundation that's necessary. Right. So that's my word of advice. Ugh. Please, please, please take advantage of the education that's available to you. Don't start school thinking that you're going to learn everything because you're not going to learn hardly anything. It's not enough right. time. Right. In Texas, it, it's only 750 hours. Yeah. And I had an amazing instructor. She's still a mentor to me today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to a community college, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, more in-depth than the technical schools are because mm-hmm. it's a longer mm-hmm. um, two semesters is how long I went. The program was phenomenal. My instructor, amazing. But there's still so much when it comes to aesthetics. You have all these different branches. Yeah. Um, that you have to find whatever your niche is. Definitely, again, make sure you have a niche mm-hmm. and then focus on that and get tunnel vision. That's right. what I did. Like, make sure that you can master your craft, that you have a clear understanding of it and continue to build on it. I have a class scheduled, a really <laughs> expensive class <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> next month that I'm like looking forward to that I'm super excited about that's going to give me another level of certification when it comes to acne a better understanding of how to treat the skin not just acne but other other um areas of concern so please please don't be afraid to invest in paying these courses don't haggle people about what their prices are Mm. um find value in what the objectives are what the information will be Mm -hmm. check your resources make sure dm people and ask them hey you've taken these classes what did you get from it did you enjoy it was it beneficial Mm -hmm. and then make an educated decision but definitely investing yourself past going to school is, is going to be really the definition of your success I love that so much because, yeah, you need, I remember I, when I first was, you know, as an esthetician, I was doing, using skin script and, and PCA and they give you, and Rhonda Allison, they give you a ton of free education. You need to yep. learn what they tell you. And, and, and it's then, good education. Yeah. And then you yeah. move on, like you said, and you pay 
for more education, more trainings. You continue to up level. And I think there's also this, um, this like fear in the esthetician community to talk about being ed- more education because they, they don't want their clients to think they didn't already have it, the education. You know, it's like, I don't want them to think I didn't actually know all this time and now I'm getting the actual education. But I think it's the opposite. I see you it's get educated totally the and I'm like, there she goes again. She's getting more education. <laughs> totally the opposite. My clients are so excited when they come in. They're like, girl, tell me all about it. So yes. what happened? Did you learn? What new services are you bringing on? What can I do? Is there anything I need to do differently? They are so excited that you are investing in yourself because they know that in return, it comes, comes, yeah, they they receive the benefit of it. So girl, please post every class, (laughs) (laughs) post every class, every book. Don't be ashamed to read books. Um, Yeah. And I followed up with a couple estheticians and I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, did you you know, complete the coursework with skin script, you know, that right. And they're like, no, I haven't had a chance to as of yet. And then this is months down the line, you know? And I'm like skin script. That's the main company I was thinking of when you said it is a phenomenal line that has, it it may not be extreme when it comes to changing the skin, but it'll definitely get you results. Honestly, it gets you the results. It just takes longer Mm -hmm. than if you're using face reality, but the yeah. education that they provide is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's free. Yeah. Once yeah. You, yeah. It's, it, yeah. I, and I think that's a the theme of this episode is that you are a resourceful person and you like, when you're talking about when you went to the networking events and when you're learning from this person, you're asking questions here and you're, and then when you get an opportunity to learn something, you learn it. You're not like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, whatever. And I'll come back and look at it later. Like, no, 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 no. Like you sit down and you learn it, you commit to it and you follow through. And that's why you're successful today. And that's why your clients have success because of your commitment to, to following through. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I so appreciate your time. I so great to talk to you. I missed you. It's so great to hear more about your story that I didn't know. And um, I know that so many estheticians are going to be inspired and, and um celebrate your success so congrats thank you thank you thank Thank you for having this platform for us to be able to share and help one another again you're awesome so thank Thank you you. thank you miss nini taylor okay well we'll talk offline but you have a wonderful rest of your day and um we'll chat soon yes ma'am thank you you as well Gosh, that was so much fun. Wasn't that amazing? Thank you so much if you're still listening. I know this was a long episode, but gosh, that was so good. Um, Miss Nene Taylor, thank you for your time, for your inspiration, and your wisdom. That was a really awesome conversation. If you um, want to be my podcast, let me know. I'm looking for more estheticians that are earning more. I want to continue to elevate this community and encourage new estheticians and to celebrate current estheticians that are booming in their business and just elevate what we do and how we do it. So thank you so much. I will be back uh, next week, same time, same place. So I will see you then. Have a good one. Hey, if you are in the space of your business, your business is booming 
and you are really busy, but you're also completely overwhelmed, working 24 seven, have a hard time saying no to clients, have a hard time with cancellation policies and holding boundaries. Maybe you're having a hard time keeping your clients compliant and you are just busy, busy, busy. I am here for you. That is what I do with my estheticians. And I would love to chat with you to see if our, what I do aligns with what you need in your business. I offer 15 minute free coaching calls where we deep dive into what you need and see if we're a good fit. My next one-to-one group coaching starts on January 10th, 2022. How's that new year already coming? So if you would like to possibly start with me then, go ahead to the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram profile to book your free consult and we can see if we're a good fit. I cannot wait to talk to you more.